Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, continuing our series on parenting, parenting for connection. And today's topic is parenting as godparents. So parenting, as you know, is a tall order, right? And that's whether you're a parent or whether you're in a mentoring role as a coach or a teacher or a therapist or a godparent or even an aunt and uncle. A lot of times we play um, that formative role in a child's life, just being able to kind of speak into their life, speak in, in terms of truth and affirmation and validation and things like that. Um, and whatever our involvement is, not only does it mean forming little minds and souls while keeping little bodies safe and provided for, but parents actually image God. And the reason is, is because when we're little parents seem like they're like, they're all knowing and they're all powerful. And so the way they relate to, to little people, the way parents relate to little people, or even we do in other roles that we play, um, it becomes how, how children perceive the Lord because they perceive us as all knowing and all powerful, even though we know we're not how we interact with them becomes how they perceive who God is, who really is all knowing and all powerful. And this can be done in a, in a beautifully good way. Like if you've ever read story of a soul by St. Therese, her parents, and even her older sisters were really so kind and loving and good to her and formative speaking the truth in love, um, that, that how, who they were and how they were to her just led her to that experience of being so, um, so loved and so formed in the truth that we can see through, through the book, how she so naturally transitioned from being related to in a loving way by her, her parents and her sisters, that she came to understand that she was lovable and that high expectations were set for her. And then and that she could reach them and that, but they were there to help her if, if she were to reach out to them and ask them for help. And then she could easily perceive God as loving her deeply because she, he was relating to her in the same way they, they related to her set high expectations, but, but being readily available to help without interfering. And it was the reception of that love that so filled her and strengthened her interior life. It really formed an interior person within her that, that um, really was the driving force behind who she was and how she was. So when it was lacking externally, when that love was lacking externally from uncharitable experiences from her religious sisters, she could maintain her peace because she was already so 
filled interiorly with God's love. She was really, truly able to receive the fullness of his love. And that same love is, is available to all of us. But a lot of times we, it's our inability to receive it. That's the problem. And so just recently I had dug out this article that I often share with parents. And it's actually um, an article by a psychologist, Madeline Levine. And the the title of the article is Raising Successful Children. <clears throat> and I encourage you to look it up. <clears throat> There's a it's, a, it's a relatively short article. It's about two and a half pages printed out. But through it, she explains from just from a purely psychological standpoint that being overly protective and and controlling of children does them no favors. And I think that's kind of a sad thing. It's, it's something that we see a lot nowadays. Um, you know, a number of years ago, the expression used to be helicopter parents, and that was that they would hover right over the children, hover over even teens or even young adults who've gone away to college. And they would hover right over there, um, you know, checking in constantly, uh, trying to orchestrate things for them that at that age, we should be beginning to be able to tend to ourselves so that as we grow in the ability to, um, to navigate circumstances and situations and systems like a, like a university, um, then once we get out of that system and we're out in the, the real world, so to speak, we can find our way, you know, and it, it's amazing. It really kind of astounds me because when I came to Franciscan University as an undergrad, I filled out my own financial aid form. I was 17 years old, filled out my own financial aid form, my own college application was accepted and put myself on a plane and came to the university site unseen. But a lot of times like students have their parents fill out their financial aid form or fill out their college applications or, or take them, you know, by the hand and, and really lead them through these things to such an extent that I don't, it makes you wonder how somebody would then segue, where do you ever begin to move into the world with a, a sense of I'm capable and I can do things and I can, I can take care of myself anymore. I've been told by personnel at universities that the expression anymore isn't helicopter parents is actually lawnmower parents because they're not hovering. They're right down there really doing things and trying to control external factors. And I'm sure so often this probably comes from really well-intended plays and um, just such concern, but it actually, as the research shows, it can cripple the child emotionally. And that's what the findings are that Madeline Levine talks about in this article is what does the best in terms of raising successful children, that sweet spot is setting high expectations for them, but, and being available and attentive, but letting go, letting go. So what we're really trying to set the high expectations for is the internal aspect of the person, not the external accomplishment of certain things. So in other words, it's forming their being instead of trying to control their doing. And if we really begin from that place when they're young enough, then it's, it, it can be a, a much smoother process than all of a sudden at whatever age they finish college. Now, either they go out into the world with a sense of 
capability and confidence or or they they are really crippled and they're continually relying on the parents or either left to fall flat on their faces. On the contrary, when we foster the internal development of the child, focusing on the development of character rather than the external results, a child can really develop a self, an interior sense of who they are as someone who can, who can struggle through obstacles, but, um, but can fail successfully is a term that she uses in the article, successful failures. We all fail. We all fail in life and in different things through, you know, and the thing is to, to have success at failing where when we fail, we get back up, we re-navigate our way, we set a different goal and we head towards that. And, and that's probably even more useful than success sometimes is knowing how to fail because then we know how to bounce back and we know how to get back up and we know how to navigate going forward. If we don't know those things, then any situation we go to go into can be so anxiety producing because what hovers out there as though it would be a catastrophe is what if I fail? But when you failed and you know that you're going to be able to, to survive anyway, then there's a tremendous freedom and um, that comes and, and really it, it drives far away fear. So um, the person knows that they're capable to handle challenges that life might put in front of them. And that's just, that's really priceless. I know this can be easier said than done. If, especially for some of us, if we were ne neglected as children or, um, or really felt like we were just left, left to our own devices, or if we were ridiculed or, or things like that, but focusing, um, on, on, on what the effect of our behavior towards the child is going to do is so important. We can want to catch, catch the kids before they even fall. Also, if we see their achievements as a reflection of who we are, we can try to live vicariously through them and that's not good. So we need to consider how God parents us. And it's, it's so beautiful because it proves this research, it proves the research because exactly how she's saying is um, healthy for a child, the most healthy way to raise successful children, that, that mode of parenting, that way of parenting, setting high standards, being available, but, but letting go and focusing more on the interior development of the child than the exterior results. And that's exactly how God parents us. He's, he has set high expectations of us by calling us to love him, to love ourselves, to love one another, to live within the, you know, the parameters of morality and virtue. Um, but he doesn't control. He does not control the outcome. He who could control every outcome doesn't control any outcome. And yet he's always available, ever present to us. Um, though he respects our free will, all we have to do is call and he's there. As we, as we choose the good, it's not just the good result that is good. It's that choosing itself that is good. And it, it's like it develops a muscle within us. And it's the exercise of virtue and freedom when we had the ability and the option of doing otherwise, that's so precious to God. And so doesn't that give us like a perfect example of 
of how to parent, how to mentor, how to develop kids. It's not just winning the good fight that is good. It's the choosing to fight the good fight where the victory actually begins. Otherwise, we wouldn't be persons. We would be robots. So if you struggle to allow, to allow your child the good struggle that will allow him or her to develop interiorly, we just ask the Lord to show you what that fear, um, what fear might lurk behind that. Good Father, please give us the grace to parent as you do. And so endow the children you entrust to us with truly free wills that are capable of choosing the good, especially you who are the greatest good. May the Lord give you peace. Just encourage you to check us out at sacredhearthealingministries.com for parish healing missions, for healing retreats, for human and spiritual integration workshops, and even an upcoming online human and spiritual integration workshop and books available on Amazon, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. God bless you. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.